What is going on, everybody? Happy Sunday evening here from a certain point of view. And welcome back to the Sunday show. Oh, image is still up. There we go. Let's throw the new overlay up. There we go. It's a Sunday evening here on POV. Uh, and welcome back to the show. Uh, my name is Jake Berlin, as you can see on our new overlay. Thank you to the great Jake Yacoveta for covering us Thank and you. throwing us a little special treat here on the channel. Uh, super, super cool. But yes, we are back and we are here for a really, really cool show today. Obviously, um, it's not like there's anything major to talk about in the Schmodown today. I mean, we're, you know, we got a couple guests on to discuss some stuff, but nothing really that big going on in, in the Schmodown. Um, but with me, as usual, to, to discuss everything SD is uh, the crew, and I have Miss Jill. How are you doing back there? Hey, it's hot. It's really hot in my apartment right now. I'm kind of dying, and my ring light is not <laughs> helping me, but... We're going to push through it and it's going to be great. And I'm so excited to have these people on because they're some of my really good friends. But I, honest to God, never really talked to them about a lot of stuff that I want to ask them questions about. So, yeah, it's going to be it's fun. Be it's fun. definitely going to be fun. Uh, Molly, how, how are you hanging out in uh, Atlanta? It's still also hot, uh, but <laughs> got to play some some D and D online with friends today, and we we slayed a dragon. <laughs> Dragons, Brian. Uh, Echo, hot, except my, I can top you guys because my apartment hasn't had the water on for mm, six hours. Oh, oh, no. Living through that right now. So that's no bueno. Like, I'm like taking just little sips and stuff, trying to make it last. I don't know when the hell it's going to come back. We'll see. Oh, well. well, that's not good. Air conditioning works. That's all that matters at this point right now. There so. you go. Yes. At least you got that going. My, I, yeah. I have one that works. Yeah, literally. I have a, <laughs> I have one that works, but it's just, uh, you know, that electric bill, man. It's no joke. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair, fair comment. Yeah, Sacramento <laughs> is a wasteland. It definitely is. It definitely is. Um, okay, so if you didn't recognize by the thumbnail or by our social media teases, uh, we do have two really, really cool guests on the show today. Um, two uh, incredibly underappreciated people inside the Schmodown, and they are writers, PJ Campbell and Abby Friel. Uh, and I am very, very excited to have them on the show. And I had put this out on Twitter. Um, when we started this show, these are two people and just people in general I've been wanting to talk to for a while because they aren't talked about enough inside this game. Um, and they're talked about in a different light a lot of the time when it becomes inside the matches. And so this is a really cool episode to have them on and uh, talk a lot of smoke out with them. So let's go ahead and bring them in here. Um, PJ and Abby, we got the whole crew. Hi, up. What um, is going on, guys? I, I take issue with Ferris like right away in his Sacramento <laughs> comment. I just want that thrown out there since that's where I grew up. Uh, not cool, man. <laughs> I didn't know you were a Sacramentoan. Yeah, we were yeah. literally talking about it before you hopped on. Oh, yeah. It's the things right. you miss when you're Sounds late, about Brian. Right. I know. No. I thought I heard the water come back on and I got all excited and I was like, no. So, no. Let's go off. Uh, how is how is everybody doing on this uh, fine Sunday evening? We're good. <laughs> yeah, man, surviving. I mean, what we're Sunday, in. Man. Is it Sunday? I don't know what day it is anymore. No. Time is time is non-existent since quarantine started. So, <laughs> yep. pretty much. Yeah, Fresno is yeah. also pretty bad. Fresno takes it. You guys don't have humidity over there, though. That we're is starting yeah. to. We're starting it's like to get humidity. Eighty percent humidity here. <laughs> Gross. No. <laughs> it's disgusting. It's like but, walking in sweat when you go outside. To be fair, y'all haven't no. seen a wasteland until you've been in the high desert. That's where 
that is true wasteland of California. <laughs> just throwing that out there. There's a lot of those spots in California. That's why California most of the time is just not fun to be in during yeah. this time. It's just, yeah, it's rough. Um, so obviously we have uh, a lot of cool things to talk about today. Um, there was a big pay-per-view match that happened on Friday that we'll be what? discussing towards the back end of the show. Before we get to that, um, we're just going to hang out and talk to, to Abby and PJ. And I know that uh, I got to talk to Abby for the first time ever on our Ladies Appreciation Night it was great, but I've never actually got to talk to PJ uh, in this type of setting. And so You're I'm, not I'm, missing much. It's fine. <laughs> That's not fair. That's that not is true. not fair. Not true that at all. Fair. So, and I, I guarantee you that we definitely have some fans in, in, you know, who are watching who want to ask some questions as well. And um, I'll just do a plug real quick, guys. If you head over to our Streamlabs, with the the link is in the description. You guys can ask some questions. I know we have one or two who have popped in already, and so I will definitely get to those. Um, but I just want to simply ask, um, and this will go to both of you guys. Uh, with everything that's been going on in the last couple of months, obviously the IG tournament, Star Wars tournament, now the singles tournament is wrapping up. How are you guys holding up? <laughs> are you alive? Are you okay? Uh, to be determined. Blink we twice. Blink twice uh, if you need help. <laughs> all things being equal, like this whole year ended up being way different even when I took over because I took over for Chris Galiski and I was very ready to like move into it. And then the year just came to a grinding halt after Atlanta. And so it's been kind of a learning process because he's not involved anymore. And I took over all of the stuff he was doing behind the scenes when the season started again. And I was like, Oh, there's way more going on than I was expecting. And so Abby and the rest of the team has been great at like picking up and running with it because we've done a lot over the last three months, man. It's been, <laughs> it's been exhausting, but we're getting through it. Oof. Yeah, I can it's, only imagine. It's been a lot of get right to the first, like the next thing ahead of us and yeah. just keep going and going ever since the IG tournament was announced. For I sure. feel like, yeah, I feel like it. nothing has stopped since the Star Wars tournament was announced. It's Star Wars tournament, yeah. IG tournament, singles well, tournament. And right before that was the, all the exhibitions too. Like we, we literally wrote all the exhibition <laughs> matches before IG, which was 12 matches in and of themselves. And that's yeah. almost a hundred plus questions per one, every one of those matches. Oh and God. then you go straight from that into IG, which then was also Star Wars and then singles. And now we've got teams coming up. Like it's been a lot, but we were working on stuff behind the scenes the entire time, which, you know, helped a lot. It kept us ahead of the game at least. Yeah, you almost went through all of the Lord of the Rings questions in the exhibition match alone. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I never want to watch another Lord of the Rings movie. <laughs> uh, I know Jill has that very, very same thought. Uh, yeah, I never want to see another Lord of the Rings. You that haven't even, great. according to you, you haven't even made it through I'm, one I, yet. I think he's referring to Star Wars, but yes, I never want to watch another Star Wars movie again. <laughs> and that's just from studying star wars let alone oh, having to write all of those questions for a tournament and then exhibition matches and then the ig tournament and oh i don't know how you guys <laughs> put it but good lord kudos and you guys deserve so much more love than you get from people because holy lord i can only imagine the amount of work you guys have to put in for everything not even like just these tournaments yeah but everything so well Especially with Star Wars, because that was such a learning curve because it was so specific. Like a lot of questions in IG can be a little more broad and especially in singles and teams, they can be a lot more broad what we're asking. But, you know, as I took over and challenges have become such an integral part of the game of people trying to use things to undermine other competitors. And so now we have to be very specific about stuff. So when Molly gets a question that's been asked in the past, 
that the answer is now way more specific than it was before. I almost feel bad because that aspect of it, but it wasn't like an on purpose thing. It was just, I'm trying to make sure people aren't challenging everything all the time. I'm super mad at you and only you for that. I appreciate that. Uh, Go ahead, Abby. Uh, Well, I, I agree with PJ. Definitely Star Wars and IG are at the point right now where the best players aren't playing the other competitor. They're playing us. So <laughs> that's kind of, it feels like we're playing sometimes, but <laughs> so yeah, that's no, kind of no. just how it's felt, but that's because you guys are so good. So <laughs> <laughs> how uh, do going, we trick these people? Hmm. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, going off of what Jill had said earlier, uh, we do have a Streamlabs that came through from Samir, and he has a question for you. And it says, "Yo, writers, am I correct to assume you guys watch just as many movies as the players do to come up with so many new questions?" Thank you, Abby and PJ, for uh, <laughs> your very important parts <laughs> of the showdown. Just look behind PJ Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> So uh, oh, I wanted to make sure I put that one out there early. So going. oh my god, that is that is Netflix. All that library. Me- right. Meanwhile, Abby looks like she just had a party in her background. <laughs> I know. Yes, I have. Abby's always having. Parties yeah, I'm always there. having a party. Um, yeah, we watch a lot of movies. Um, I personally yeah. am taking a break from all IG, like PJ said, but yep. it's been a lot of other movies now with singles and teams, which has been fun, but we're watching them as much as you guys. I think we both agree that we should know these movies as well as you guys as the competitors. Yeah. So, yeah, before I came on legitimately, I was saying before we got on mic, like I watched the second and the third purge before we came in today. Like I'm always watching stuff all the time. Last night it was like both the Bill and Ted movies and I've been watching all sorts of horror movies and rom-coms. Like you guys don't know how many movies I've, I've watched like over 400 movies or something this year alone. That's amazing. I can only <laughs> imagine <laughs> if you did your letterbox, like it just- follow the letterbox. It's yeah. Whew. Yeah, 415 movies so far this year, and I'm pretty sure I haven't even logged everything I've watched, if I'm being honest. Oh, my goodness. I couldn't even name you 415 movies that I've seen, <laughs> let alone. I can't even name 15 right off the top of my head right now. God. You're full of shit, Chance. I know. <laughs> full of shit. Can, so can you, can you actually enjoy watching a movie yeah. nowadays still yeah. is that still a thing okay good yeah mostly i mean uh, the shutter stuff especially is my favorite because i'm never going to ask any of those shutter movie questions because currently we don't ask about streaming movies unless they're netflix movies that have been released theatrically in some form or another so mm-hmm. for me it's great because i can watch all those horror movies and i never have to ask anything about them <laughs> i get stressed That's after great. i finish the movie where i go oh my gosh i need to write questions about them before, <laughs> before it like leaves I, my brain <laughs> i was actually thinking i feel like for you guys correct me if i'm wrong but i was saying that when a competitor watches a movie they're thinking of oh my god this could be a question this could be a question but when you guys watch a movie it goes oh i want to write a question on that one so it's yes. a little bit like more <laughs> excited and not so much like oh i need to study every single little detail Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I watch a Star Wars movie, and literally every line could be a question. So mm-hmm. I'm like, well, 
got to memorize these movies, that, I guess. Especially now, especially now, for yeah. sure. Well, I mean, just even like looking back at last week's pay-per-view or the week before, I guess at this point, but the, you know, Roca and Irwin's five pointers were both written by me because those are two movies that I grew up watching very frequently. But also I was like, there, there's players in this game who probably have never seen these or know them as well as I do. So to do those lines of dialogue that were very specific to those movies was something I wanted to do because I like to try to push the challenge, the competitors at least a little bit. Yeah, definitely. And that, yeah, that until needs to happen. The, until that they happen, especially at, at that type of, yeah, well. Well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well. I mean, you had to go there, Brian. You had to go there, Brian. Uh, no, it's true. <laughs> I mean, the, I guarantee you, like, people are immediately assuming they know a movie better when it's like, sorry, I've watched this movie 10 times this day. Uh, are we talking about Maria Hill by chance and it, whether or not Oh, she's no, I just, meant in, <laughs> I just meant in general, but I oh, mean... We're get we're going. We're getting we're there. Getting there. <laughs> he, literally, he literally tweeted about it. He was like, oh, just so y'all know. She's credited. Look, you got your and, and, you know, I, I take very specific feelings for things like that because it's such an undermining argument to be like well she's not that character even though she is that character even though she may not be that character she's still maria hill whether it's a <laughs> scroll version or not it doesn't really matter so i was glad that christian retweeted that after it made me feel better yeah yeah <laughs> thanks christian i swear uh, i i said something different still but i uh -huh, yeah it. i saw that oh, Brian, did you have a uh, did you have any questions? Anything you wanted to touch on? I'm just wondering when you're going to notice that he's wearing one of your favorite movies as a shirt. We already talked about it. No, oh, see, damn, it's not on camera. Was it was, this late, was before Brian. you were. Yeah. What? What yeah, is we, it? The guest. the guest. One of oh. one of the best movies of the last like six years. It's just it, incredible. It's basically a love letter to everything that Carpenter did in the 70s and 80s. It's like a horror thriller. Dan Stevens plays this guy who may or may not be the person he says he is. And he comes back to this family home and he's like, you know, I knew your son and he was a soldier. And, you know, I said I'd take care of his family. But then everything goes horribly wrong. And it's 90 minutes. It's really tight. Adam Wingard directed it. Who's doing... Godzilla versus Kong right now. So, yep. you know, he came up from that and he did the Blair Witch sequel a couple of years ago. I'm a big fan. So oh, I agree. Well, put I'm, that I'm on my list on of movies to it's watch. On, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Nice. Okay, um, cool. okay. So Trey has a question here. Did either of you write the heavyweights question for Ben's five pointer in Atlanta? I'm guessing. I love that movie. Uh, Chris Skaliski did. I don't have it. I can't take any credit for nice. that one because yeah. that was still around the time that I was like fully coming on as the head writer. It's a great question. That movie is not talked about enough. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Brian has a question here. My question is, how does someone become a question writer for the Schmodown? I'm sure it's something you've been asked plenty of times before. Uh, I mean, for me, I, Abby had a different experience than I did. But I mean, I showed up one day at the studio because Bakuga invited me. And then two <laughs> and a half years later, Christian was like, well, we keep you around anyway. Do you want to write? And I was like, sure, why not? <laughs> It wasn't quite like that, but I mean, you know, I, I was helping behind the scenes and he asked if Chris, he asked me because Chris wanted help. And I was like, sure, I'll do it. I was helping do other things anyway, so I might as well take a bigger part. And then Chris wanted to step down and he was like, I mean, you really know the game. You've been around a long time. Do you want to take over? We trust you. So I said, yes. Abby, uh, what was your road? Mine was getting a DM from Christian Harloff asking if I wanted to be on the team. And I said, yes. <laughs> um, I I had, yeah. I hadn't expressed interest um, beforehand in any capacity, but I'm 
that it was an honor to be asked and I've really enjoyed it. So, yeah. That's it's, fair. That's awesome. It's been a joy having you guys because uh, <laughs> I, I couldn't do it. I'm going to be real. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I remember, I remember when it was just Skaliski and like every time I saw him, he just like looked so drained and like he, like the amount of stress <laughs> on his back was just insurmountable. So <laughs> a lot. <laughs> It, it is a lot. It, there's a lot of moving parts to doing it all the time. And I mean, you have when it's me and Abby and we have two other writers, like there's only four of us essentially that are all the moving parts to this. And everyone's kind of doing different things while also just trying to be on the same page. It can be a lot, especially with, you know, 100 matches a year, if not more, and like different divisions. Everyone knows different things and is better at different things than someone else. So it, it can be a lot, and especially trying to be like, is this too hard for round one or is it way too easy for round two? Like trying to find a balance to what you're asking, it it's a lot. Yeah, well, and I, then... Uh, oh, go ahead, yeah. Jill. Go ahead. No, no, and then it's get like the, then you get all the, uh, all the people with the, oh, that... Of course, you're going to get the backlash of the, oh, that was not a round one question. It's like all that nonsense. And that's, <sighs> that's maybe my least favorite thing in the entire world. And I'll say this, like, I think that Abby has done an amazing job. She set up all the round ones so far for the entire singles tournament that we've gone through. And right. I think that anyone who's complaining about it needs to relax because the whole point of round one is to like get people warmed up. You want them to do well. You don't want them to like fail out the gate. That's a ridiculous thing like is it going to happen sometimes sure but that shouldn't be expected all the time you want them to hit at least six seven eight of those questions if possible mm -hmm. yeah. yeah i mean as a player like i'll watch other matches and sometimes i'll be like oh that one it seems easier or harder to me for whatever round but like ultimately i'm not gonna make a fuss over it and be like well oh, the writers should have known better like <laughs> I appreciate that actually. Yeah. You you Thank guys you. like you guys are like the the top tier. You guys make the decisions, we're the players, we have to play the game. Yeah, I mean it's especially difficult for me. Um I'm only 21 and I'm 30 years younger than some players. So like <laughs> yeah. and I'm not and I know that that's always an argument when you talk about players like Chance or Paul and stuff, but like I am struggling with what is easy to me because I grew up in the 2000s or what is hard, but people 20 years older than me know it because they saw it in the theater and they understand its cultural relevance and like how it was popular back then. So that's just something I struggle with a lot um, is figuring out is as a basis, like, is this easy or difficult? Yeah, I have an inverse with that, too, because then there's the stuff you and I grew up with that would people don't necessarily know. Again, like that Men in Black question for me was very easy, but I also realized and I could put it as a five pointer because there's not as many people who probably have seen that movie nearly as much as I have. I was seven when it came out and I watched it forever on VHS and it was one of my first DVD purchases. So I've seen that movie well over 100 times, probably. Mm -hmm. And I, I agree with a Tim Sims post over here that I don't think it's an unpopular opinion at all. I think it's a pretty valid statement is that difficulty is subjective. That's a hundred percent accurate. Um, I don't remember. Was it last season that Paul Preston got a five pointer for Waterworld in one of his matches and lawn like stands up and he's super excited and lawn knows it. And he knows that Paul isn't going to pull the 
pull it. And Christian was like, this question's impossible. And I was like, I knew it right away. And I wasn't even writing at that point yet, like full time. But I was like, no, even I know that. I love Waterworld. I grew up on it. So that's a totally subjective thing. Some people may know it and some may not. So complaining about the subjectivity of questions and why some people think things are harder than others is kind of a weird thing because you might just know something better. Yeah. It's yeah. it's like it's like Jill with you with the Emperor's New Group question. Oh, you I, I, you had I, I, responded right to us away. right away. You it was like a heartbeat for you. Yeah, yeah. You were like, "Do you know this?" I'm like, "It's Emperor's New Groove." Like, not even <laughs> a hesitation. And it was a five pointer. But <laughs> did I know any of the other questions? No. <laughs> but, uh, see, I've seen Emperor's New Groove, but I did not know that one because, like, me too. I've seen I that so it, many times, and I, I had no it. clue. When it yeah. came out, I think, and then that that was probably it. <laughs> I distinctly, I distinctly played this scene in my mind, and I'm like, it's when she's falling from the thing. Yeah. And then they go, we, for the last time, we did not order a giant trampoline, and then she bounces off it. Just to <laughs> well, you know, you could have told me that before I set it up. Set it up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. uh, all right, I, I I do have a question, but I want to get to a couple uh, streamlabs that have come through here recently. Um, Ferris Muthana with the donation, just saying hello. Thank you, Ferris. Um, Maxwell says, I just want to know if PJ owns any shirts that don't feature a horror movie on them. Uh, I do have a Hamilton shirt. And <laughs> I have a Beetle. Well, I guess Beetlejuice is technically horror, so I have a Beetlejuice shirt. Uh, no, I really don't anymore. Uh, Maxwell, no, he's doing that on purpose because before, uh, before I had all these, I had a bunch of Famous mm -hmm. Monster shirts, and Famous Monsters has gone out of business since. And, you know, I've been working out a ton and I lost all this weight in the last year. So I got a bunch of new shirts and I decided to go all horror and just like go all in on the stuff that I love. So. Uh, and then one more before we get to some comments here. Uh, this is from Canada Rocks. First, I have to thank you for all the great work you do. Second, how do you approach questions for a genre that you may not be familiar with? As a rule, do you have to watch a movie in order to write a question? Uh, Abby, you can start on this one. Um, it depends on the genre and if there's a lot of questions already. Like if someone else on the team is really good at that genre. Um, there was a couple new categories this season that I took the time to watch. I did have a Tyler Perry marathon myself, um, <laughs> just because, especially now when there's so many challenges, you do want to be able to answer maybe just, just have general knowledge of each movie. I mean, there's literally millions of movies, so you can't do that, but as much as you can. And I think that, you know, you don't necessarily need to watch every movie, but, and that is debated amongst the competitors, how much you do need to know, but, yeah, it depends on what the category is for sure. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't know if everyone watches everything, even if they compete. Like, there's a lot of competitors who may not even watch all the movies. You know, IMDb, IMDb and Wikipedia exist, and I'm sure plenty of them use it. I mean, do I like to watch them? Yes, because I like to be able to, you know, reference that if I'm thinking about things. But, you know, it also helps to... You can't know every movie. You can't see everything. So you yeah. just... As far as the slices and stuff go, it is kind of doled out to whoever wants to write about it. Like when we decided to do the courtroom thrillers and legal dramas, I jumped at that immediately because I love a good courtroom drama. For whatever reason, I'm very attached to that as a genre. So I wrote a lot of those questions. But, you know, if we have 
other genres that I'm maybe not as good at, I might ask Abby or Jeremy or Jose to like jump at those because they're much better at it than I am. Oscars is a total wasteland for me. I would rather <laughs> anyone else take that than <laughs> because you know horror movies are not getting nominated for Oscars these days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm curious, is there a genre that you're just like, damn it, I don't want to do these because I don't like these types of movies? Oh, mine's horror, so that's why we got PJ. Oh, perfect. <laughs> uh, I mean, mine that's is Tyler fair. Perry, which is why I got Abby. There you go. There you go. Uh, and, you know, PJ just answered Leo's question, too. How about those new slices that we saw oh, yeah. this last week, like Viola Davis and courtroom legal thrillers? There you go, Leo. Um, There's a lot more on the way, too. Next season, uh, we have, like, all sorts of ideas of things that I really want to introduce. And Abby and I have talked a lot about it, and so has Jose and some of the others. And we'd also really like to expand IG. That's uh that's my main goal right Down now. Down for I it. Put it. I put Down it in, for it. in the, the Facebook group. Hundred something people agreed. <laughs> they want new IG slices. Yeah. Uh, Brian here. That Beowulf, Beowulf poll from Stacy earlier this year was pretty incredible. Uh, did either of you write that question? Dude, I don't remember, to be honest with you at this point. (laughs) I mean, there's times that when I'm in the document, because I'll be up pretty late with Jose from time and again, and we'll be just like working on questions and stuff. And we'll be looking at questions that someone's written. And I'll be like, I think either Abby wrote this or you wrote this or I wrote this. But I I could never tell you who wrote it at this point because we've been staring at him for months a day. It's all just (laughs) bleeding together. I've, I've seen that question. I know it exists. I'm glad it's there. And that's what it is. When I watched um, the yes. IG ooh. match, ooh, yes. yes. When I watched the IG match with my parents, it was their first time watching the showdown with me. And <laughs> every question was, Did you write that? Did you write that? <laughs> I was like, I don't even remember. It was already weeks ago. It's not like you write your name after each question, written by, yeah. <laughs> written by. You kind of do at some points of the process. Yeah, actually, oh, really? yeah. There is a process for that, just so I can see what's going on. I have everyone write in different colors so that I can look and see who's been doing what. And then I was going to say, are you like all color coded? Like, yeah, he's yeah. red and PJ's well, I'm, green. I'm That's my. Oh, color. you're pink. Of course, you're pink. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that is legitimately something we do, so I can keep track of what's going on. And then if there's questions about certain things, if for any reason there's some sort of issue i can go back to that person later and be like hey we had some sort of issue and we can kind of talk over whatever the issue was or wasn't and that way i know what's going on can you imagine if it popped up the question and then at the end of it it was like written by anonymously they deserve to be anonymous I was going to let that go for as long as it could we'd be here all night but we need that because sometimes y'all really come for those questions and I don't think anyone would really want the personal attacks of as if you don't get enough of those already yeah as if we don't already I just imagine like some of the questions you see yours and then it causes it, and then you're just like this in your seat at home. Uh, it's, it's, like, that, it's that Homer Simpson meme where he goes back into the bush. Throw, yeah. back the I would just turn my phone off and just throw it in. The, the worst is oh. when a competitor you like loses like the question, and you're just like, 
Oh my god. Oh no. Oh, Dude, no. Slowdown Twitter is already bad enough, but my can, I, can I be super honest? It's hard writing sometimes because I'm friends with almost every one of these competitors. Like in real life, I'm friends with all these people. And so now I'm literally watching my friends as they fall on questions and stuff. And if they lose the matches, I feel awful about it. Yeah. Like I, I'm still having recovered from what happened to Smets. I feel awful because yeah. somehow I'm involved in that. <laughs> I did. I did text you, and I don't even know if you wrote those questions, but I said, "Dude, those Harry Potter questions were beastie," <laughs> and they were um, great. Okay. Like I weren't saying they were bad. I just say, "Dude, those were great Harry Potter." <laughs> Can they I just say, really Frank, uh, the truth, Janish is hip, oh. hip hop anonymous. I know exactly what movie that's from, so I'm very <laughs> proud of myself. Anyone else? <laughs> no, nope. no, Big Daddy. Okay. Mm. Oh, there you go. Uh, all right, so we have we have one we have a couple stream lads that have come in, but I'm gonna get to one before we kind of move on. It's just a quick one uh, from not Sean Sullivan here. Uh, question for Sean? Abby. Is it Sean? <laughs> it clearly says it's not Sean hey, Sullivan. It's not he, Sean Sullivan. Not we Sean were talking Sullivan. the other night, and for about 15 minutes, he convinced me and Jill that it wasn't him. So it is him. <laughs> it is him. Okay. I, I mean, I don't know if we'll ever know, but his it's his question. Sullivan, he has two questions. He has a question for Abby and for PJ. Question for Abby. Did you write the ton question? Question for PJ. Did you write the ton question? <laughs> Sean Sullivan, you dick. <laughs> I am going to completely own the ton question because I did write it and it was, that was a great question. It was a great Thank question. you, Molly. I would have known it. It was a great question. Uh, hey, I'm still impressed that you knew that Count Dooku one. Um, that was Serrano? a beast question. That I, not even, not even from the movies. Not no. even from the movies. Well, and that's the thing. Like with Star Wars, there's a line in level of yeah. where we can ask about stuff that may not necessarily be referenced in the films, and IG is similar to that. And people don't realize we have a little bit of leeway when it comes to those because with IG properties and things like that, there is a little bit of these characters have existed long before this. So certain names and things like that may come up that you may not know in Star Wars the same way. So that is yeah. one of the best. Sorry. That is one of the best parts of that whole entire movie. He's oh God. Sorry. Go ahead. Continue. Star Wars is such a weird thing. Cause like we as competitors know that there can be questions that aren't even mentioned in the movies. So it's like, okay, what reference books do we need to study? And just like, like so much Wikipedia studying of like, who is, what's this person's name? This random background character guy. All the time. Uh, but it's it's so fun though. Yeah, it's, it's I, all fun. It is, and the thing is, is like people don't realize I couldn't ask about the Ewoks in any capacity if we <laughs> had to go off the things yeah. that are actually said in the movie because the Ewoks are never called Ewoks and we never yeah. learn their names. Right. No. Yeah. And also, I'm going to speak for Sean here. He wants Caravan of Courage to be a slice. So <laughs> I want the holiday special to be valid. I also want the holiday special. There's a lot of Molly, things I would love. Molly was not about Molly's that. <laughs> I have the holiday special around here somewhere on DVD. So Sean if they watch it the other day, and I was like, "What is this garbage?" I look. It's got Jefferson Starship. It's not all bad. Okay. <laughs> uh, Rachel has a question here that we kind of already answered. Uh, how does the question writing process go? Does each writer contribute to a short list, then vetting, testing? It's kind of been answered through and through. Does any do you have any other things to add to that? 
No, I think we all just kind of work on it. Now we have an editor too, like that just started last week, which has been a really, really nice thing to have an extra set of eyes of someone who's literally not writing anything and just looking over the questions, which is helpful for me. And I know it is probably for Abby too. Yeah, definitely. Ah, that was, was me. Thank one. you, Robert. Yeah, <laughs> you need some kind of like quality control, like a an unbiased eye yeah. to look at the yeah. questions. That's nice. Read it over, make sure it's worded correctly, make sure it makes sense. Even if they don't know the question, like just having it be word, like know the answer, just having it be worded. Yeah, just have like, another set of eyes is so smart. Well, that was, it was really, really important to me. And so when Chris decided to step down and I was talking to Christian, like, I mean, like anything else, we have a budget and I have to work within the confines of that budget on what I can pay people and what I can't. And I was like, Hey, so we have this extra money. Is there any chance that I can get an editor and then, you know, use the rest of the money to pay everyone else a little bit more if I can? And he was like, yeah, do what you want. It's your budget. And so I went out and I got an editor and I was able to raise the, what everyone else was making <laughs> a little bit. And I felt better about it. So oh, good. Good. That's awesome. Uh, Malcolm here has a question. Do you ever get disappointed when a competitor spins away from a category that you that Star Wars. all the time? Molly and I, cowards. Cowards. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's been a few times. I mean, I don't know how much I can say. We've just been filming a lot of singles tournaments, but there's definitely a couple of times that there's a slice that I kept wanting people to hit and they kept spinning away from it. And Ellis and I were like, this sucks. And then finally <laughs> someone landed on it and stayed with it. And I was incredibly happy. Yay. Yeah. Interesting. Nice little tease there too. Nice little tease there. <laughs> I feel like um, with Star Wars, it's like, like if you're a Star Wars competitor, you, you have to know all the slices. It's yeah. just like whatever you think might be more fresh on your mind Which at the time. Last? Yeah. Yeah. Which one most recently i would love if people would stop hitting phantom menace not because i don't like the movie but i'm running <laughs> yeah. out of shit to write about it <laughs> about every freaking match oh. those questions uh, off too i just love the pod racing questions Can give me more about pod racing questions? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> molly's just like taking the knife to sean <laughs> right now <laughs> i appreciate it because i've been living with the jokes about that for the last three months sean can now live on it <laughs> Every time we talk to PJ, like we just have to throw in. So about tund. Um, <laughs> you know how many times I've almost just just destroyed the Zoom calls, and I'm like, one <laughs> time. We do it out of love, you know that we only we just didn't study that. Like we're never blaming you for that. We right. got we got Ratzenberger wrong too. So. Uh, okay, Brandon Buck here has a Streamlabs that came in, so thank you very much for that, Brandon. Do you write questions that are meant to be in round one, two, and three, or just write questions and place in rounds later? Well, that's a good question. That is a good question. Um, I don't know about how Abby always does it, like in her thought process with it, but I always I try to write things where I have a very specific mindset of where it should go because you know, then from there, if I, for any reason decide, Oh, you know what? I can change it and dumb it down. Then I can move it. But when it comes to certain things, like there's a very specific mindset of things when I'm watching it or I'm reading or whatever it is. And I'm like, that would be a great three point question. That would be a great five point question. Um, the, you got mail question. Cause I was rewatching it and I was like, we haven't asked that, that I could think of about who played the father. And I was like, that is a great five point question because he's a character actor. He's not like a well-known person. And so I was like, Five point question. That's perfect. Whereas some of the other ones become, you know, whatever. What about you, Molly? Abby. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I try to keep it 
in my head where it's like, this is going to be around two questions. It's going to be around one question. <laughs> well, if, well played. Tim, that's how you win. That's definitely. <laughs> well played, do you guys one. do you guys have like a favorite question that you've written that has been asked? Uh, oh yeah, someone asked recently, that recently yeah. or semi recently. Um, I mean, go ahead, Abby. I got to hear my first time. I heard my questions um, <clears throat> like said out loud was actually at the Atlanta event. Oh nice! And so hearing Ben Bateman have to answer a Princess Diaries question. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice, that's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. Uh, that's Beautiful. funny. Yes. Um, the men in black question and the emperor's new group questions for sure were two of my favorites just because I thought they were going to sit in the document forever. If I'm being completely honest, <laughs> I love those questions. Um, but also there's a couple coming up in singles that I like a lot. And I really loved in the IG final, <laughs> that parcel tongue and parcel mouth question where we like worded it very it specific. Everybody. Yes. Yes. Yep. And and it, I was like, I'm sure PJ is just. PJ and Abby yeah. and all the writers are just like, <laughs> yes. It, it was totally done on purpose. And watching as Mike says it, and he, then he immediately goes, oh, dear. Like, you see it in his eyes, and he realizes what it was. And I was like, that was the whole point. I wanted to try it. It was the finals. You mm -hmm. want to change gotta it up do a those. Yeah, you got to do those I gotcha questions. Yeah. 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 Me and Alex were watching that match, and they they said it. And Alex was like, I, that's wrong. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think on our reaction, I think both Brian and Jill, did you write the wrong one down? I said I, I said yeah. partial tongue. Yeah. Yeah. I said yeah. partial tongue. Uh, I, I can say, like from a behind the scenes perspective, Brandon Hannah texted me about it. And Brandon goes, How is that wrong? And then I sent him the Wikipedia page and he goes, I feel like my whole life is a lie about everything <laughs> I knew about your <laughs> Yep. That was kind of like that moment with uh, when Ken, I don't know who wrote this question, but when Ken Knapsack got the question about the first line from Luke to Leia, and it's oh the helmet, yeah, oh the uniform, sorry, oh the uniform. Oh, instead like, of my name is Luke Skywalker, I I'm here to rescue yeah. you. Like I was in the audience, like what? Why did he ask to repeat what? And you can even <laughs> see in Alex's face, like he says his answer and Alex is like yep that's right and they're like nope <laughs> that, those little moments those are the things that I live for is as messed up as that might sound no it's fantastic um, all right so Tim Sim's been throwing one in the, in the comments here that he's been wanting to ask here what do you think of the idea of someone who would throw away a question about a movie he or she hates i.e the holiday special if they have a huge lead personally I see it as a detrimental ethically that detrimental ethically, excuse me. Uh, I, throw I, it away. What does that does mean? he mean like try to challenge it because he doesn't, they don't like the question. I mean, you couldn't necessarily do that unless it was like explicitly a wrong question. I mean, there's no, I don't think there's any precedent for being someone being like, I don't like that movie and we can't ask about it. I mean, almost all of so IG. Are we talking about Green, uh, Green I, Hornet? I thinking the same Green thing. Hornet? Just thinking the same thing. <laughs> I was like, Hannah I, tried to do that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, this that's isn't an a, IG film. I, I mean, and that was uh, one of those things that someone decided that they wanted to do. And I love Brandon. I thought it was a mistake. And uh, that call and that challenge was very quick. I mean, <laughs> it, we all knew exactly what we were going to say and how it was going to play out. And that movie is an IG movie. I mean, it's a superhero film. Whether you want it to be there or not, it doesn't really matter. I mean, Unbreakable's asked about too, and it's not a standard superhero film. There are other movies on that IG list that you're like, really? This is IG? Yeah. <laughs> 
Sean said that happened in the Black History Month match. I don't remember. No, they said that if they got a uh, a Tyler Perry question, they were gonna get down on one knee. Mm. But oh, I don't yeah. think a Tyler Perry question was ever asked. Got it. <laughs> got it. Uh, okay, we have a couple more Streamlabs here that have just popped in. Um, Joshua here, are you either uh, are are either of you nervous to write questions for Kevin Smith since he is literally a wheel slice? I would love it if he challenged a question <laughs> in his category. J.K., I know you both will write great questions. All love. PJ's been dealing with that match. So. <laughs> I, I, I'm like single-handedly dealing with that match. Not like dealing in a bad way. I just want that match to be perfect. I am so yeah. goddamn excited. You guys, you have no idea. Like I are, I always try very hard to make sure everything's perfect. And we're only human. Like there's always going to be some sort of mistakes. Like we're not computers. Uh, whether the fans in the Facebook group or on Twitter would like to think that we're robots and everything's always going to be 100%. We try to make sure it's 100%, but unfortunately, there's always going to be fallacy. That's just what we're human. That stuff happens. With the Kevin Smith match, that is not going to happen. I, I do not <laughs> let it happen. I want it to be so perfect because I have loved Kevin Smith for two-thirds of my life. I watched his movies way too young, and I have loved his movies ever since. I've hung out with him twice. I think he's one of the most wonderful and amazing people that I've had the pleasure of meeting in this whole fucking industry. Uh, can I swear? I yes, yeah, good. Good. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, for me, it's just a big deal. And especially like with Jericho, because I just really started getting back into wrestling, much to Christian, uh, Christian's enjoyment. He's very happy every time I talk to him about AEW and stuff. <laughs> and so it's kind of weird to be like, I started rewatching wrestling and now I'm writing questions for Chris Jericho. Like, right. Yeah. It's a weird thing, and I never really thought we'd get here, and yet here we are. <laughs> no, Hopefully they don't, don't remember that they can challenge, and then you just don't have to worry about it. You don't worry about it. That's no, what I was going to say. I was, I was wondering, like, are they – I wonder if they're, they've watched the previous matches and seen all the, like, crazy challenge stuff, stuff. going around, being like, okay, I know how to play this. Let's, let's throw down all the challenges we can, or if they're going to just <laughs> – That'd be horrible. <laughs> I think it's just going to be like a very fun match. That's what yeah. my hope is. Like, I just want yeah. it to be a very fun match. And so that's kind of how I'm making that match out to be. I just want it to be fun. And I hope people are going to have a really good time with it. I'm stoked. We're literally having a party with our roommates and we're going to watch it in the living room and drink a lot. <laughs> and we're going to eat a lot of snacks and we're going to watch Kevin Smith and Chris Jericho on movie trivia showdown. It's going to be nuts. Now, I have a question. I don't know if this can be answered because I don't know if it's actually been confirmed or not. Can he put his own slice on the wheel? I don't want to say or yes or no. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. I, okay. I don't want to say any more than that. Um, I just I, had I'm, to ask. <laughs> I'm going to build the wheel to be very much what I'm hoping they're both going to have a good time with. Again, like there's just perfect. spices that are perfect for that entire match. And I'll, I'll say this too. I know that it's a big deal because Abby texted me when it was officially announced and she goes, are you even going to be okay doing this? Like, <laughs> are, are you, like <laughs> I, I'm very serious about how I'm taking this because I love these two people very, very much. Are you going to be okay? Are you going to survive? Are you still breathing? Hello? <laughs> I, I hope that his slice is on the wheel because obviously then everyone's going to be clamoring him for him to, to spend uh -huh. that. Still land on it. It's going to be the Meryl Streep of the night. Kevin or Smith. Smith. Kevin yeah. Smith. We're just going to see the or wheel Jericho like go. The wheel's just gonna go and then randomly just stop, and we're gonna. Oh no! <laughs> oh, oh no! I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. He got them wrong. Like, <laughs> he gets them all wrong. 
I'll, I'll be honest. I kind of wish we had a WWE slice now uh, before you're going say. into that because, you know, they made a lot of movies at, over at WWE and it would be funny to have a WWE slice for their movies and the Kevin Smith movies at the same time. That'd be so good. So All right, so we have two more two more questions before we get into the actual pay-per-view event that happened uh, over the weekend here. Uh, and Tachyon asked us a while ago, how did you come up with the 300 mid-cool question? Here we go. Um, one from the IG tournament. Do you like, look, look at how he, this way, he's smirking now because he's been waiting for this one. I've been, no, I, I, I'm, I'm interested because I was as confused uh, and I, I'm in no way am I ba bashing the question. I just, I completely thought it was Days of Future Past. I've and it threw me for a loop. Explanation. It, it so. threw me for a loop like... Because Days of Future Past does not take place within the confines of another film. There is part. And I had never heard of the term midquel, which is why I got thrown off. So I'm, legitimately, I'm they, googling it right now. Yeah, midquel. <laughs> the Beast Enchanted Christmas. Yeah. It's a midquel. There's <laughs> midquels are Prime legitimate. example of a midquel. Yeah. A midquel is a film that takes place during events of a previous film. Three Hundred: Rise of an Empire has scenes that are literally set in the middle of Three Hundred and at different time periods throughout it. So there, there's scenes before, during, and after Three Hundred. It's very specifically talked about in like all that production that they were like we are doing stuff that expands on the first film essentially that's just, it's not even a real sequel it's not a prequel it's a movie that just kind of exists and so to the credit of imdb they literally have that as a trivia factoid on imdb and so what we were looking at we were like that would be a fantastic question like because there's no other movie in ig that exists in that as far as days of future past goes the thing that people seem to misunderstand about that movie and it, it's a maybe a detriment to the writing and the direction of it is that the movie never goes back after last stand. They don't rewrite that movie. Everything mm -hmm. that happens in that movie happens. And when Logan wakes up back in the future, it's the day it's the same exact day that he was already there. None of it has changed other than whatever happened in the time that he was gone. So all those events are confined to that one movie and not during events of last stand or anything else. That that must have been one of the questions that Jill was talking about earlier, where you're just sitting there twirling, being like, "Yes, <laughs> yes, this question's gonna get someone." <laughs> and Robert's totally right. Saw four is a midquel. Um, to his mm. point, that movie takes place during Saw three. Yeah, and that that's the kind of stuff that I like yeah. doing. That Dean Morgan, I feel there's a better wording for that than midquel. I mean, there's nothing more that I can there's, do about I it. I mean, yeah, prequel, it, midquel, sequel, it makes sense. It's it a term. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Bond described it in Star Wars terms that the Clone Wars is a prequel. There you go. Midquel. That's yeah. very true. Very true. Mm -hmm. I mean, even Rogue One to a point, I guess, would technically qualify in almost like because that movie almost lines up exactly with the New Hope. So yeah. there's it's very, very close. Fine That's an line, interesting one. Yeah. End game. Could it? Yes and no. But the problem with Endgame is the fact that as far as Endgame is concerned, it's all different timelines. So yeah. they're going into different universes. They're not even technically going into the original movies. Yeah, Lion King one and a half. One. Like, we could have this discussion all night. There are movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We could, I mean, we could. Almost all those animated directive Disney video movies that they did back in the 90s and 2000s so many of them are mid pools mm -hmm. whether it was like the fox and the hound 2 or a lot of those Tarzan, were bambi Tarzan. 2 yeah bambi 2 like they all take place during events of the previous film mm -hmm. we're never going to ask those questions but when it came to 300 of course i was going to ask it because they, why not and i <laughs> i like the question now the year thing was an entire another subject altogether because of the way that imdb and wikipedia has that information and now, yeah, we have to be way more careful going in because that stuff can happen where they 
for whatever reason IMDb wants to have, well, they screened it once in 2006, so we're going to make it a 2006 film. If you're not cognizant of that, like, I don't know that off the top of my head. And if you don't go as deep into all the release information, you may not catch it. So now we're being very mindful of that. But I was just more upset about that question because I forgot 300 had a second film. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. so, <laughs> I knew it did, but I haven't seen it. We have two, two stream labs that have just come in here before we get to our pay-per-view discussion here. And this is from D train. Thank you. Thank you to the writers for all your hard work. Respect. Would you uh, guys ever be interested in writing TV questions for TV shows like Mandalorian, Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, etc.? Maybe it can be for exhibition matches. And Abby, if you want to take this one first. TV is going to be, that's a whole nother ball game if we were to ever do. It, an exhibition would be fun, but that'd be so hard because there's Molly so just wants TV. her Buffy match. <laughs> Molly just wants a Buffy match. Um, I know we have discussed um, bringing the Clone Wars and possibly Rebels into the Star oh, Wars God. League. But, and Mandalorian, too. And Mandalorian. and Mandalorian. But the thought of, like, I love the Clone Wars, but going through, what is it, seven oh, seasons? Seven. Yeah. yeah. That's so that much. 20 plus episodes a season. Mandalorian is probably going to go for a, a minute. So, like, that's going to be a lot eventually. And, like, that is exhausting to me. I could, I could see, like, eventually adding just live action stuff onto yeah. the wheel. So Mandalorian and then eventually... Uh, <laughs> Obi-Wan. <laughs> yeah, the Obi-Wan series and the Cassian series. Like, like once all that action. stuff... Well, yeah, once all that stuff comes out, you, you can... Because those are not long seasons. Clone Wars is a beast if you yeah. had to pull questions from that. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, to Abby's point, I mean, I know that Christian's talked about that stuff publicly in the past where he's wanted to do it, but I mean, that's the kind of stuff that before it's ever discussed and like finalized, it's going to have to go through competitors. So don't take that as something we are going to do. It's just stuff that has definitely been floated. Um, as far as the rest of them, I mean, would I love to do some sort of TV exhibition or something? Sure. I mean, Abby and I joke all the time that we'd love to do like a DCOMS exhibition match. I or want something in. Like that. I'm like, gonna, if there's a DCOM, I want yeah. in. Yep. Things like that would be amazing. And I would love to do even, say, Seinfeld or Friends or Curb Your Enthusiasm, uh, things like that that I've always enjoyed. I mean, the the really sitcom nerdy guy in me who loves Titus, like Christopher Titus, the comedian, had a three-season sitcom that was fantastic. I would love to do something like that, but that's never going to happen. I mean, Doctor Who exhibition match. Yeah. By the way, I don't know if you saw that. Did you see that news today, Jill? I know this is totally <laughs> with, uh, with, with Eccleston. Yeah. yeah I'm freaking yeah. stoked. So, cool. yeah. Yeah. Uh, Janine, things I learned from the season. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I, and again, I mean, we pulled that term specifically out of IMDb too. So, I mean, it wasn't something I know there were fans who were like, they made that up. I don't have time to make up words. <laughs> I don't have time for that. <laughs> Uh, all right, one last Streamlabs here before we get to our, our pay-per-view thing. Um, Canada Rocks back here with the, with the donations. Thank you very much. What are the chances we will get an LGBTQ slice for next year? And damn it, where is the Canada slice? PJ, <laughs> you know there are some awesome Canadian horror movies. Canada, Canada, Canada. Wow. <laughs> um, I'll say for sure that I've already discussed the um, LGBTQ one. Uh, it's one that I really, really want to do. It's the same feeling I have about doing stuff like having more black um, creators and directors and things like that. I'd also like to have more things like martial arts movies and expand. I'd like to take it 
bigger and f- get a little more inclusion. That's something that was very important to me. What, a lot of the slices I tried to add this season, like someone brought up earlier, was like Viola Davis, Eddie Murphy, Angela a lot of Bassett. things like that. Angela Bassett, like that stuff mattered. Spike Lee didn't have a slice. Like we needed to have a Spike Lee slice. That stuff matters to me, and I'd like to do more of that. So if we can, fantastic. And I know that Abby and I have been talking too because um, I know mm-hmm. I think it's Janine and Dwayne have both talked about the potential, like wanting to have a black um, black cinema slice, and that's something we can look into too. Like there's a lot of different ways and avenues for us to do that. So inclusion is very important. Uh, as far as Canada goes, I mean. <laughs> Canada rocks. I don't see why not. You guys give us ten bits. So yeah, absolutely. Send me a box of ten bits and we'll let's make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and you can also, I mean, I don't know how you would specifically base it off of, but you can also do a slice where it's Canada and it's based on Canadian actors, maybe. Like Ryan Reynolds comes to mind, where it's a yeah. you know, it's Ryan Reynolds movies are included in that. So there definitely is a, a little bit of a, a twist you can put on that slice if you wanted to do that. Um yeah. it's fine because right. well, Janine. Go ahead, Brian. Go ahead. No, it's. I was gonna say I saw Janine's tweet. Uh, I think last night or t- yeah. this morning about it, and it's. I mean, it's 100% valid. I, I, I mean, I've really been trying to do more stuff like that. Like it's very important to me. I, I just wish that every. Like, it's there's more to do, obviously, but it's good to even start there. I mean, like, you guys have no idea how much I love martial arts films, and I'd love to ask my martial oh, arts questions oh, and like expand to. Yeah, you do. <laughs> like Asian cinema is so interesting to me, but the problem is, is that so much of it was never theatrically released here, unless it's like a handful of Jackie Chan and Jet Li films from the '90s. Can I ask about that stuff? Yes, but the I'd love to expand and ask about Project A or Operation Condor or any of those, but they were all released to VHS here originally. So it becomes a a balance of what can I ask and what I can't. And so it's something we still work through as as it comes through. And then Frank, please elaborate on all the things yep. you'd like to do and how yep. you have time for it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, of our we, existence. Right? We've done it so far and we always survive. And then I saw Tim ask, what would you do if people were upset about the LGBTQ splice? I wouldn't say anything. Yeah. People can be mad about all they want. That, yeah. It's stupid then you don't art. you have to watch the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah then we don't I need saw, you here. I saw that too. Like, uh, the, whatever the fan community has to say, like, that's just what the fan or community has to say. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. like, that shouldn't really contribute to whether or not that stuff gets added yeah. into the game. I, that is of no consequence to me. Cause I'm sure that uh, as unfortunate as it sounds, there's probably people who are like adding Eddie Murphy and all of that feels like you're just adding people of color just to appease people. It's not that at all. I happen to really love Eddie Murphy and I wanted to see his movies get more representation or whatever else. Like, it's exhausting. You can't make everyone happy. And we just want to make as we want people to feel included. That's what matters to me. If you're going to put Julia Roberts and Meryl Streep on there, you you can't, you know, go the other way. And Viola (laughs) Davis. And yeah. Yeah. Throw them up there too. All right. Well, shall we get into the uh, madness from Friday with the (gasps) pay-per-view event? Oh, shall Uh, we? Some interesting, (laughs) interesting matches to talk about here. Uh, And we'll, we'll start with the undercard, the quote unquote undercard. Um, it was an incredible teams match. Uh, final exam took on their victory from last week into this week, playing the pride for, for the den with Ben Goddard and Rachel Silvestrini. Um, an absolutely incredible match, just back and forth, really lived up to the hype. Uh, final exam taking the W on this one. Um, I know that a lot of us had discussed here that we would have loved to have seen, you know, the pride, uh, take that step forward. Obviously, you know, Jill being den and, and us just loving, uh, what Ben and Rachel have been doing this year as far as a team, but, Lon and Paul once again showing why they're why why they are a very very dangerous team to mess with this year. 
Um, Jill, I'll, I'll go to I'll go to you first on this one. Just overall thoughts on on this team's match. Yeah, overall thought. This match I thought was excellent. I thought this match was a really great match. It's really unfortunate the Pride had their first loss be in the way it was in a TKO. Um, but on the flip side, it's been really really great seeing Paul Oyama kind of get his confidence back. Because I feel like after he lost the singles belt, he kind of went on this, like, I, like, he wasn't really sure what he wanted kind of thing. And to just to see him really come back in teams with Lon has been really, really a pleasure to see. So I'm, I love Lon and Paul. So I'm, with this one, I couldn't have really honestly been upset with either outcome because I love all of these people. Uh, really bummed that it ended for the pride in that way, but they'll be back. They'll be back stronger than oh, ever, yeah. and I really hope yeah. they still remain a team because I think they are like just the perfect pairing. So I hope they stay together as a team because I don't want them to separate because they're way too darn good, and they shouldn't take this <laughs> one loss as a as a bad thing. They're only going to come out stronger from it. Agreed. Molly, thoughts? Yeah. I agree. Uh, I was really excited to see the Pride play again and sad to see them go out so quickly. But yeah, they'll be back. Um, and Paul and Lon are just like powerhouses when it comes to movie knowledge. And it's so interesting to watch them play. And I've said this before, we've talked about this before, but like getting to watch the team's matches and getting to see them talk to each other it's it's like so interesting and so much fun to watch uh i loved that match uh abby thoughts on this one yeah i agree with molly it's been so cool to see each team's dynamic and how they communicate and how they figure out like to see them start from point a to point b to get to the answer has been really cool to watch um i do think that final exam is definitely one of the strongest teams out there right now they're gonna give um they're playing critically acclaimed, right? No. Uh, Shazam. 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 Oh, my God. Critically acclaimed literally doesn't exist. Literally, it isn't a thing anymore. It's Christian, if you listen to this, please don't hold that against her. I really like having her as a writer. <laughs> yeah. Christian, I hope you realize that I am so invested in the Shimoda. Um, I meant Shazam. They're to be fair, I didn't even question you. I was just like, are they? Yeah. And I was like, mm hmm yeah oh my god i i do love brendan meyer i do know shazam is a team um <laughs> so they i do think that they have a good chance against shazam but shazam we haven't seen them since spectacular so yeah it's been I, a long time and i'm assuming william bibiani's hungry for a w so yeah it's yeah it'd be a good one pj I mean, the, it was just a really great match. The final exam is ridiculous. I could watch them play forever. I think that Lon and Paul are so good together. Lon is currently one of my favorite characters. Um, yeah. I, I just can't get enough of him. He just makes me so happy. Uh, was it last week he tweeted that he was stuck in the Red Room from Twin Peaks? And I was like, this is the most perfect tweet of all time. Like, I wanted to frame it and put it up because it made me so happy. And so watching them play is just really really awesome and i really like the pride i mean ben and rachel are great but they also have their stuff that they've got to learn i mean the jimmy stewart question in round three is pretty specifically you know 
Jimmy Stewart, Harvey's a very, very famous movie. So it was a little surprising that he missed that, but you know, they can just get better. There's the potential of them being in the team's tournament down the line. So maybe they get there, but I I'm excited to see what final exam is going to do this week. I mean, they're on a tear and they could really give Shazam a run for their money because there could be some ring rest on Shazam. <laughs> yeah. And to the, the Jimmy Stewart thing, uh, Ben had said while they were playing that that was that was what his gut was telling him. He had yeah, it in his head. Go with your gut, Ben. Yeah. Go um, with your gut. Brian, thoughts? It's funny because I I truly look at what people are saying in the comments. So the whole entire time I'm watching both matches, I'm thinking Samir has been saying since day one that Shazam's or not Shazam, that swag is gonna do this whole entire thing. And then I, the first match happens and I go. Okay, he got one. And then the second one, and then I was just like, oh, crap, when we have Sunday. And then I saw his comment right here where I've just been waiting for it. Absolutely (laughs) waiting for it. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm kind of with Jill. I I loved both teams. It's one of those situations where it sucks that one had to lose because you like seeing both of them. Um, But Paul in lawn is just something that just they're so funny to see i mean lawn literally put out a minute and a half video i was gonna mention his promo (laughs) it's i mean it you don't want to see that character end right now i I don't and so it's it sucks because i love ben and rachel i was cheering for them it's just uh it, it is what it is and I'm curious because Lon and Paul are like yin and yang. Like they fill each other's gaps very well and they do know what each other knows very well. So I'm curious to see going up against Shazam, how, how that plays out because I'm not going to be surprised if they beat Shazam. Frankly. We also just talked about the fact that Lon just completely skipped over a question in round yeah. one. And it was just yeah, so on question. That. It was oh just my so God. in character, though. Like, it's like, of course, Lon is just going to skip over a question. It was almost so perfect from a character's perspective. Oh, yeah. you know, it was totally one of those things where he just wasn't paying attention in the right yeah. way. And that, that stuff happens, man. I mean, these virtual matches can be hard. I mean, I've, I sit in on all those matches and you never realize how much stuff you might miss because people's connection issues or your connection issues, you mishear things a lot. Like that stuff happens. And so it's, it's just one of those things, but I mean, it played well off of his character and ultimately it, it didn't matter. Exactly. I was like, luckily it didn't affect the match, but <laughs> yeah. I saw uh, one of Leo Logan's comments that final exam swept the board with John Car- Carpenter. That yeah. was impressive. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say, was and that, if I'm not mistaken, that was their first spin, right? They took it. Yeah. yeah. They stated yeah. it. Then, I like, yeah, I mean, that's, oh, that's two man. times in a row they've taken two categories that I did not expect from them. No. Last week was Adam Sandler. This week was John Carpenter. Two very different types of categories. And again, from what uh, Molly had said earlier about hearing them talk about it back and forth, has been incredible. Um, and, you know, we've seen them in two matches so far, and we've seen other teams do it, but they've been so good at just discussing and talking about things and using all their time as much as possible for those cate- or for those questions. Um, and it, I look, I Shazam has been my favorite team for a while, but I'm starting to believe that this might be, final, final exam might be what Shazam was last year and mm-hmm. that they kind of just were put together and that they're really kind of starting to just to become this team that everyone should be afraid of. Uh, because they seem to be so different from each other from what they know 
and they bounce off of each other so so great uh, compared to what we thought they would. And again, we talked about it, but this is a great testament to what Winston is doing as a manager too, bringing them together and putting them together, uh, which is such an odd pairing, but it works out. Um, yeah, it's it was such a fun match to watch, and you know I know that's not something we want to talk about, but they walked away with the TKO. Uh, they got a TKO in the match. Uh, and I know that in teams, it's just three points, um, but it's still three big points ultimately because at the end of the night, we finally have someone else who has toppled Fensok Exchange in the standings. The only positive um, to that win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, positive. so uh, it's it's crazy. They go into this week playing Shazam, and it's going to be fun. We have not seen Shazam as a team since Spectacular, like Abby said. And it's hard to say who wins because Bibiani and Meyer are so great. But final exam has been playing, and they've been playing virtually, yeah. and they are gonna have that upper hand right now. So it's it's definitely gonna be a fun match this week. Mm-hmm. It's funny because I was gonna say also. Plus, it's funny that he's in here, but um, I felt like I was waiting for Frank to come out and play the way he was talked about so much before the actual match that it was like, all right, Frank's pissing off people, but it, you know it, it's. <laughs> Entertaining. Frank but, was uh, being Frank. Frank's yeah. just out there stirring the pot. He's being the truth. Frank the is going to get even, deal of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did I, even I mean, come for Frank in their promo, or not Frank? They didn't even come for final exam because they were going yeah. for Frank the whole time. Yep. 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 Frank and someone mentioned Frank someone mentioned uh, so, someone mentioned Ben's promo earlier in the cuckaw thing, which is great. Uh, you know, bird watching, <laughs> which is just great, great little callback. Um, but yeah, so uh, unfortunately. Uh, pride, the pride is officially out for now. Just a quick thought, because someone did throw it in the chat. Uh, we can all probably guess that Kate is probably going to throw uh, Paul and Tom in the tournament rather than the pride. If you guys had to take a guess, I would. With teams? Yeah, for teams tournament. I, I would put I Paul and Tom in the tournament um, just to give them a chance. I think to play. Yeah, we I haven't think, seen him yeah. since what February, January? Since, yeah, since yeah February. And I they mean, had I, a strong debut. There's definitely potential there for them to have a good run in that tournament. It mm-hmm. also might depend on who she decides she wants to keep next season, since you could only have up to three. That she is true. That she wants to have, you know, Ben and Rachel over Tom and Paul. She might decide to just go all in and have them as their teams and try to get mm-hmm. them back in fighting shape for next season. Cause you don't want them to sit out the next five months. If you're planning on holding keeping over them. and keeping them. So it's a really they, good point. It's a very good know. point. I don't know. All right. Well, shall we get to the uh, the big one here? Um, no. The one that. No. The one that I know that probably none of us want to talk so about. I need but... to go now. I don't feel yeah. like talking about this. <laughs> All right, guys. Have um, a good night. So... Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here, Frank, here we go. I'm going to be very disappointed Seriously. if I'm not mentioning any promos this week. <laughs> the new rule is going to have to mention Frank now in every single promo. And you can um, only refer to him as the truth. The truth. The yes. Truth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, okay, so IG title fight, uh, a title fight that's been in the making for a while, not just for the Smets changer, but obviously for Smets with a number of different times, one in February, one in May, and then one uh, earlier this year as well. I think there might have been two or three of them. Um, but he finally steps in the ring after being almost 10 months off. We haven't seen him spectacular last year. Um, one of the most dominant champions we've had, even though he's never defended a belt. And we finally able to see him again. And unfortunately, it just all came toppling down like we were not expecting. And uh, I know that's not something we really want to talk about. But nope. um, I want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> 
Still okay, fair quick. enough, fair enough. It, it, I saw a take on of the source. At, he asked this earlier, they asked this earlier about why is MCU always first in IG? Because I don't feel like changing things. Like, it's very specific to, <laughs> I just try to keep it. He just asked it again. Just yeah, asked it again, there it, you go. Yeah, that's why I saw it. Like, I saw it asked again. Like, it's not a... It's just a thing that I don't feel like having to flip it around all the time. I think that there's some sort of structure to be had. I yeah, mean, even if you look like at it. the singles matches, you'll see the same thing. Action adventure is always going to be first. Like, mm-hmm. why change it up? In Star Wars, it, for the most part, I've tried to do the same thing. Like, I might change some of the round ones in and out, but for the most part, just keep the same. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. Okay, so Smets Chandru, first round, right? Just the first round, getting to the swing of things here. Um, and we can even talk about before the match as well as I shoot shoot around the table or around the circuit here. Uh, but the second round comes, and that's kind of where everything started to change a little bit. The whole match and the vibe of it just kind of, you know, just flipped on its head. Uh, Smets goes first, as I thought was a good call. Just go first. You know, he, he's getting back into the swing of things, and he feels confident going into it. He spins Harry Potter, which he's done great at before. But then, as we've seen before with a lot of competitors, he just gets questions that are just – spacing he just spaces on a lot of questions sorry i saw um, eric's comment yeah i saw it too yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, see, I, 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 worry, I don't want eric to have to do extra work i've been very it's very he's select. used to the schedule of the questions now let's just keep yeah. it as a day and we're used to it as reactors too so don't well, we're cool we always we're go cool question one in the world of the mcu yeah. <laughs> um but yeah so uh brian i'll go to this one to you first since i went to you last last time uh you could talk about the opening, the beginning, and then ultimately going into round two. Just before we get to round three, four, and five, just thoughts as you were watching this go down. Um, I literally was f- freaking out the whole entire match, just out of nerves. Um, it this was a just I felt it literally felt like a punch for punch, and um. To be honest, like the thing that I focused on most out of anything was just the Harry Potter round. I mean, uh, I, I, t- I honestly forget about the challenges. I forget about pretty much everything else. It. I just look at the Harry Potter round and I'm like, damn, that that is to me more than anything what made that game. Yeah. Uh, and so, I mean... I, I was watching um, Smets and Kaiser on Action Industries before it came on here. And I mean, Smets said himself, he was like, I didn't listen to Kaiser. I, he, Kaiser, if he's said, if you're not 100% on something, spin it again. I, I, I mean, I don't care. And Smets said that he didn't listen to him and went with his own gut and it bit him in the butt. So, I mean, you, you learn, I mean, if someone learns how to play by losing Smets does probably better than anyone. So, I mean, he, he now is going to know probably take a second. Don't rush that. That's one thing that I felt very much, there it almost kind of seemed like everything was going so fast paced, yeah. like w- with the players themselves. Um, like no one was sitting there, th- like taking a second thinking, do I want this one? Do I not want this one or whatever? So, um, I mean, 
it, it's a new experience. Yes, he has one, played for the belt. Defending, it's different. I mean, yeah. plus, not to mention, it was all digital. I mean, yeah. no one has experience doing that. So, I mean, I don't know. This it, it's it's hard. It's really hard to say what what could be different. I truly think that if Smets and Chandru did a buzz around, Smets probably would have annihilated him. I was gonna say the exact same um, thing. I I personally love the speed round. Only negative to that is you are now getting an equal shot. And we saw that they both got mm -hmm. the same amount, right? There's no Smets could have gotten 10 to Chandru zero and it could have yeah. changed the whole game or vice versa. He could have TKO'd him for all we know. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's just, there's so many factors and, you know, we'll, we'll learn from it and, or he'll learn from it. And I, I thought it was still a very, very good match to watch. Uh, Molly. I agree, and I, I agree with everything you said about Harry Potter. I think that was where <sighs> Smets maybe should... I, I was shocked that he stayed with Harry Potter, like, after not just being like, okay, yes, I have s studied Harry Potter, everything about it, I'm 100% sure that I will know these. I, I was sure he was going to spin again, and when he didn't, I was like, ooh... But and, and then the questions came and like they were hard questions, but at the same time, me and Alex studied the crap out of Harry Potter. And those were all questions that we studied. Now, he didn't know all of them. And like he, he was sitting there like, yeah, I mean, spells are hard. It, Harry Potter is one of those categories where a lot of people end up going multiple choice because mm -hmm. just the answers can be really out there <laughs> yeah harry um, potter and lord of the rings are mm -hmm, ones yeah. that you need to know very Specific. very well exactly because, i mean like like we said earlier parcel mouth parcel tongue one little teeny yeah. slip of something yeah and it's wrong and we were right. we were, we were and, walking and together the and then with those. the one question with uh what spell does luna say to fix harry's nose i said a pinsky with an n because mm -hmm. i swear that's what she says so it's like even just that one little added extra letter, it's wrong. So it's yeah. just, it's, those are rough. Uh, Abby. Um, uh, did Molly finish? Molly, did you finish what oh. you were saying? Oh, yeah, pr pretty much. I mean, I didn't <laughs> want to get into the challenge really because I'm afraid to talk about challenges forever and ever. <laughs> Especially with PJ and I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what challenge? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, Definitely now IG matches are it kind of similar to what I said earlier. As much as Smets and Chandru were playing each other, they were really playing against themselves and against the questions. Um, I think especially after during that Harry Potter round, um, it can be so defeating right away to even go to multiple choice once mm -hmm. because you're like, oh crap, now how am I like you don't know what Chandra's gonna do and like and now it's expected that you need to get close to perfect rounds in each round. Yeah. So one mistake can just be fatal. And I think that was definitely kind of like what, what Brian was saying was like, that was the game changing moment. 
because it just changed the tone for sure. Yeah, and and he and he picked it back up after that round with the betting round, and I'm sure oh, yeah. that, but he he was able to kind of sway it a little bit back in his favor. Uh, PJ, just thoughts on this one, man. <laughs> To be honest, it broke my heart watching it, and I think that he lost on the challenge. Like, I think that the game was over once that challenge happened because he never recovered. He wasn't thinking straight once that surrogates thing happened. Like, that, at least in my opinion, watching it play out, he was in his head and it never recovered. Like, once he went to Harry Potter, he didn't try to multiple choice anything. Like, he didn't, he just wasn't thinking straight, and it really rattled him. I don't think he was ever expecting someone to challenge him that way. And, you know, in a way, Chandru was right for doing it because in a world right now where uh, something like as little as the is separating a sequel from its original source, that stuff matters because suicide squad and the suicide squad are going to be two different movies, just like Batman and the Batman or predator and the predator, they're different movies. And so Chandru was right in doing that challenge. And I think that it just rattled Smets. He got in his head. He tried to come back with the speed round, but I mean, it was done at that point. It just, there was no coming back from it. And it's, it's a bummer. I hate watching someone like that. That's so good lose like i was hoping to see him defend but i mean chandrew just outplayed him that was just at the end of the day he played the game better and he he beat him fair and square yeah he had very good reasons when he brought the challenge up like at first i was like whoa what what is happening but like chandrew explained the challenge and why he was challenging it and you know it it did take a long time for them to make a decision and then like the whole thing where they came in and then they're like wait let's revisit this we'll be back because i mean to the point of that whole situation is that we were essentially talking about an inverse of something that had happened early like much previously last season Mm -hmm. and so it was nothing that we had ever really sat down and thought about like the inverse of that situation but in what chandra is saying he's 100 percent right but i mean it was not even their arguments in the end that mattered it was that we were looking at it like this stuff eventually is going to matter because we can't be like you're writing it someone remakes the surrogates and calls it the surrogates you're looking at a totally different movie and so that stuff is gonna matter as weird as that is and so it was the right call it it sucks and i think it just totally it hurt him in the end yeah yeah uh can i say wait before joe goes can i say i did love a sassy mark ellis me and yeah, Alex could, both were you like, you see the lip, the lip quivering a little bit. I was all for sassy Mark. I was like, I, I've never seen this before. I'm not going to lie. I thought he was going to throw his computer when they started talking about the Maria Hill thing. I, and they shut it down so fast. Like they, they, there's not an argument to that. And, I, and again, I'm going to say like, it doesn't matter who agent Hill, like it doesn't matter who that character is at the end of that movie. She's credited as Maria Hill. The scroll is playing Maria playing playing Ma- Maria. Yeah. yeah. And I saw someone in the chat it was like some fan was like the writers need to do better Excuse i will beat you <laughs> like we, we're doing great work as it is and name name pj i will I don't, go know, I don't know the name i just saw it was someone without an avatar who said that the writers need to do better and i was just like over a maria hill thing where i can literally show you that in the credits she is credited as that yeah. and it, it makes no sense it's a stupid argument and there's no reason to have it it, it that's my say on that. <laughs> uh, Jill. Oh, man. Uh, you guys know I was texting you literally that entire day. Just a, a ball of anxiety stress. 
Uh, I think I drank a full glass of wine for each round of that match. <laughs> Not even going to lie. I, cause I needed it. Um, yeah. I'll piggyback off what everyone said. That challenge, I think really changed the outcome of that match because had that not been challenged he would have gotten a perfect round one he would have been two points ahead with possibly if he had gotten the bonus and then that harry potter spin and he said he had said like oh there isn't really a slice that i'm uncomfortable with and it's like then spin again and maybe you'll get something you're better at and if you land on harry potter again then then you have Harry Potter. Um, yeah. It, uh, uh, I just, I, just it, I think that's to un, what Kaiser was saying. Like, you didn't listen to me. You kind of went rogue on that one. Yeah. So, well, and that was the second time that night that the whole uh, trust my gut thing came up. First with Ben in the first match. Yeah. And then obviously with Smets here. Uh, and it's, it, it bit him in, it just bit him in the ass. It bit yeah. him in the ass. And it was, it's unfortunate. Real quick, Tim Sim, and I've been seeing this in the Facebook group a lot lately today, too. So I just want to kind of say, like, the rulebook stuff, we, we know, and it's not something that's not – it's not being sat on. Like, I think people think that the league is sitting on a rule book and we're not doing anything. Uh, that couldn't be farther from the case. It has been something that they've been working on all season. Like, it, it's something that I know – they want to make sure it's right. And this was just another reason that I'm glad it didn't exist yet because we'd already be having to make an amendment to it before this situation had actually happened. Yeah. So yeah, just yeah. give it time. Like it, it is happening. And, you know, I was like, when people started talking about the rule book and I was like, okay, yeah, I know that that was something that's been in the works, but like now with the digital matches, you got to go back and rethink a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, so I, I wasn't expecting that to be, fast-tracked at all especially with the digital changes i mean so. you almost need a separate rule book if you're doing just digitals digital yeah. rule book and live action. there's all sorts of stuff that's gonna be because again and i mean to the point of what's going on right now like guys i hate to say it it doesn't look like any of this covid stuff is ending anytime soon and i mean that's just the reality of the situation and that sucks like i would love to think that we're back in studio by next year but we who knows where we're going to be at and so it just is one of those things that we need to be prepared for and so that rule book stuff it would be great to have different versions of it i mean there's something that the writers have written too for guidelines and things like that on how we write questions where the questions come from like that stuff is all things that are in the works it it'll have it'll land when it lands and but it's not something that we're just sitting on it's yeah, it's not like, something great it's not something that you can you can just blaze right through i i would rather and i know i'm not involved as a player or anything but i would much rather sit back and wait for it to be as perfectly perfect as it possibly can be than it just be rushed out to get a rule book out yeah like, right. we want to make sure that it's set in stone perfectly because the shutdown is not ending this year it's not ending next year this thing continue is planned on being around for a very very long time mm -hmm. and so you want that rule book set in stone as much as it possibly can be not just for now, but those those years that are coming down the line. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. every oh sorry, Molly, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say the digital matches are really helpful for them yes. to figure out, okay, what needs to be changed, what needs to be added in the rule book, you know. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, and that's exactly it. I mean, it, it's it's being worked on. It's coming. It's just a wait and wait for it to happen. And I, it's Tim said, just sucks. More people are going to say to finish it quicker. I mean, it, people are going to say a lot of things. It doesn't make it better. I mean, people just need to learn to be patient, and that's kind of where we're at in the world. Is people need to learn to be better, be smarter, take care of each other. Don't push people around. Like, give it time. It, it'll happen when it happens. And there's no reason to throw a fit about it. Like we're getting there and it'll happen when it happens. Agreed. Sure. Agreed. Um, okay. So moving on to the, to the final rounds of the match, uh, third round went in Smet's favor with the betting round. He, uh, he, he risked it all. He did his thing. He bet three points, got the three points, uh, changed your bet to. one and got the one. Yeah. Yeah. Had there was no choice at that point. There, there was no choice. He was down eight points. I want to say going into round number three, um, and he got a two point swing in that one, which definitely helped him in his favor. Then the speed round comes and after everything that happened with the speed round, as far as just question answering and everything, uh, they both tied uh, at the end of the day. Um, and that is where the the Maria Hill thing came up. And we've already discussed it on this this show uh, to, to length, so we won't get into it anymore. Um, and then the uh, the final round comes, and it's all up to Smets to just do whatever he can to answer every question he has to just put Chandru on, you know, up against the the ring. And he does so. And then, unfortunately for him, Chandru, all he has to do is answer his, his two-point and his three-point, which he does, and he walks away with the belt on this one. And I will say, like, as much as I do hate seeing the match end up the way it did because we were, we're all going for Smets. We wanted to see him defend the belt and, and be this, uh, as he called himself, this fighting champion for, for as long as possible. I will say on the flip side, I'm extremely happy for Winston. I am yeah. extremely happy for Winston as a manager and what he's done uh, on his end uh, with his team and his faction, um, he deserved a belt, and and I don't know if it's going to happen in any other division. Um, he deserves some uh, a belt. It's unfortunate it went down the way it did, but I am very happy that he got a belt in his corner because after the way he, what he's done this year in 2020, he 100 percent deserves that. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll say, I mean, I was happy for Chandra in the end too. Just yeah, I mean, he fought hard and he played the game and you can tell the emotions overtook him too yeah. oh yeah absolutely and like smets will agree like he he fought for that and mm -hmm. and he won it's just that's just the way that it is and and once the end of the game came i was like really surprised at the outcome but then also happy for chandrew you know yeah. he he fought for that belt and he got it i think winston and Chandru after they won is like that's moment of the year is Winston like yeah. freaking out like Chandru crying Winston crying like it, that was that was a good celebration for sure bad it's time to wear all that eyeliner I know <laughs> <laughs> he was wiping it off and I was like I think you're fine you're good. not going it, anywhere <laughs> it definitely reminded me of Ace also winning the tournament like yeah. the, yeah. very similar yeah. moments and just like the very realness of Winston in that moment and Chandru in that moment like it's very real Chandru earned that win there's no denying that mm -hmm. like you know we could all be pulling for Smets at the end of the day but I, like I said earlier Chandru just played better he knew the game he played smart and he won it like he deserved that win mm -hmm. and it was a great thing, man. It's a very pure moment for the show. Mm -hmm. And I it will was, say, go ahead. Go ahead. Go. I, I was going to say, I will say that unless something ridiculous happens in singles and the possible team tournaments we're going to have, uh, if this doesn't solidify Winston for manager of the year, I yeah. don't know what does. Um, because just seeing his raw 100% emotion when his quote unquote underdog players 
take yeah. these outstanding wins. Like you can see just the amount of work he puts in with his players just by the emotional reaction he has to their wins and also their losses. Um, so if unless something absolutely nuts happens where uh, just swag is just gone in the first round of anything, I I think this it, this definitely put him as manager of the year, in my opinion. I agree. Yeah. I'll second that. I mean, they. I mean, at the end of the day, he still has Winston. Still has another chance at a title. Yeah. As yeah. much as Molly and Alex don't don't like it, it's, <laughs> it, but I mean, he's two for two on taking a player to a belt. On, uh, I mean, two for guess, three. Oh, excuse me. I, sorry, I'm. I'm sorry. That's my fault. I'm thinking of the tournament <laughs> like, itself, not the title match. Oh, my yeah, bad. No. My bad. So, I mean, yes, I mean, Shandrew had gotten that height on his own and then kind of just went higher with Winston. But, I mean, who's not to say that Winston helped take Shandrew to a different level? I mean, and, and got that belt. I mean, we're looking at him possibly taking two people to two belts in one year. Yeah, and we haven't even touched singles and teams yet. And well, look at his we, team. final exam. We yeah. final exam. So yeah. look at his team for teams in final exam. They're riding a wave right now that could take them to a belt. Yeah. So it's that'd be insane if he right? It's <laughs> insane. I mean, and he he doesn't have slouches in the singles tournament either. Mm -hmm. So I mean, well, Paul Paul and Lon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. It's well deserved because it's definitely something that seems to have been earned. And I mean, yeah, I, I, it's hard, hard to see anything take away manager of the year at this point because unless Shannon can just pull out this like, one-two punch with teams, singles, and something else almost. It feels like she needs another thing on top of it to take away uh, that at this point. Brian, but, Brian, yeah. Brian has something to say here. He has something to say here. Yeah, which, like, that would be crazy. It would be crazy. It would be crazy. <laughs> yeah. Would and be then crazy. Frank here, if Yama yeah. truly has gotten his groove back, watch out the yeah. single attorney. Yeah. I, I, I mean. think, and we've said it a couple times on the show, when players get in a bad funk, and the singles division, they go play teams and they kind of get that groove back because they yeah. have mm -hmm. someone who's in the, you know, in their corner mm -hmm. and that's exactly what Paul is doing. Yeah. And so, you know, he, he may end up facing some of his faction mates in the tournament, who knows, but, and he'll be by himself, but with the way he's playing with lawn and with Winston, how he's been managing. Whew, Watch it, out. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> it could be I very mean, scary with Paul, Paul. There's no denying that he was great with Kaiser. He went straight to yeah. a championship. There's something about him working with Winston that almost seems like perfect fit. And I mean, his character change, everyone loves. And it's just, Paul is, feel, just seems like a different player, which yeah. is crazy to think because he's already been a champion once. So, right. Yeah. 
He's playing way different than he was playing last year. Right? 100%. Yeah, he is. It's, it's crazy how far he's already come, and I'm excited to see whatever he's going to do in singles now, too. Like, mm-hmm. dude's back on top. Yeah. 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 And that's what I've said, that this him being in teams, you could just see his confidence has just skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. And he works really, so well with Lon. He they does. play back and forth off of each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, they play really well together. So I – Curious to see what's next in a Swag's future, but also really happy that we don't have to say the leading faction, the Finstock Exchange. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so so Swag has officially overtaken uh, Finstock Exchange for first place the first time all year, um, and they have a lot of matches coming. Obviously, Final Exam plays this week as well, uh, and the Finstock Exchange also has a title match, of course, with Dan Merle playing Erwin, uh, but uh, right now... You know, obviously, Shannon can make some damage in the singles tournament, uh, in the team's tournament, obviously, and their title match is coming up as well with Corruption. But uh, it seems to be for the next week or two that it's a two-headed race until Corruption gets back into the ring. And my goodness, I mean, it took, what is it, eight months for someone to take over the Finstock exchange. But man, was it really cool to see because they won two matches in one night to do it. Yeah. 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 Yep. Insane. <laughs> and uh, Just glad we can finally say they're not in first place anymore. We'll see how long that lasts. But right. just for the time being, it's just very nice to say the leading faction, not the Finstock Exchange. <laughs> Unless you're uh, a Finstock. Unless you're which which I love the Finstock Exchange. But no, this is time, backstage. So. It's time for it's this isn't backstage. Oh. <laughs> this it's time for nice. time for a little change nice. of pace. We need to see more uh we need to see more love up there on top. So yeah. I know um, you- okay I'm I, I'm a little disappointed. Not gonna lie. Why? <laughs> that I'm not a Finstock fan? Oh no! I'm. I was joking and saying you've been tame. You've been. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I missed the hot takes. <laughs> oh, there you go. oh! Oh, there you goodness. go. <gasps> Jeez, Abby. Dang, what? I'm <laughs> having fun. Don't worry. It's not. It's not a certain POV thing. <laughs> uh, uh, real quick, I do have before we get out of here because we are we are running short on time here. There's two things. Um, obviously, uh, the one is the 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 stuff coming up this weekend, the pay per view coming up on Friday. We can give our predictions quickly on this one. Um, so we have the teams match between Final Exam and Shazam, and then we have the singles title match between Irwin and uh, and Merle. Uh, Merle is finally getting back into the ring. Uh, PJ, I'll start with you on this one, man. Who who are you thinking? Might might walk are away with some allowed? W's on this one. I know. I was like, <laughs> allowed to? I mean, can I say who I think might? Sure. I don't see why not. Christian normally asks me anyway. I mean, <laughs> I, I think that Dan probably pretty handedly takes it. I mean, dude is good. He knows what he's doing. But at the same time, Ethan played like no slouch that last match. So, you know, anything's possible. But I'm going with my gut, which probably says Merle. Abby? Um, what's that John Roca quote? From when Dan lost, where he was like a fired up Dan is a scary Dan Merle. Yeah, I yeah. think that even just in the way that he's been um, appearing on Schmodown Media this year, like you can tell he's fired up and yeah, yeah, he's, and he's ready for that match. So I would also take Merle, but Ethan Irwin is so good. Like I could see it going either way, but I would most likely predict Merle. Is uh, Final Exam considered an underdog oh. right now? To Shazam, I would say just really the, the namesake of Shazam. I think kind of probably. I like it. what someone said earlier, um, either Jake or Brian. <laughs> I forget who said it, but um, that Shazam is just a year ahead of Final Exam. 
So yes, that's that, the yeah. Way Final I would exam make, is the new Shazam of this year. Yeah, yeah. So I would make them the underdog just for that reason because I think yeah. they're perfectly matched. Both yeah. Of them. I like what Janine said, but he looked like a slouch, hella chilled on the couch. Such a vibe. <laughs> right. Really yeah. Like, yeah. He, he really not was not just wrong. like answering questions He's like, like this. yo. Mm-hmm. There you oh, go. There the you truth go. speaks. There you go. Ranking wise, yes. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Abby's dog. There you go. Yeah. I know. I, w- I kept going. Oh, there's dogs. I know. <laughs> Marshall's just chilling. His name's Marshall. Um, uh, yes, Brandon Mar. After Brandon Marshall, a Bears player. So. Oh, yeah. nice, nice. Um, Molly, who are, who are you taking on Friday? Oh, man, I I love seeing Dan Merrill play, and I agree. Like he can be quite the beast, and. I mean, Erwin is on my faction, so I really want to root for him, too. <laughs> I don't know. Like, Erwin played so well, yeah. and I, I think it's going to be close. But I don't know. I, I, I feel kind of like Dan might still take it. I don't want to root against my own faction, but... I'm waiting for Jamie to say something. Where's Jamie? Right? I know. <laughs> what? I and then who, who do you... who do you, And then you have who for the teams match? I I kind of hope it's final exam, honestly. I've, I've loved watching them play, and they, they're, they're just so good. I agree. But I, I am agree. excited to see Shazam play again. Me too. Uh, Jill? I... I, for the teams, I think Final Exam is going to have the upper hand because they have been in more digital matches this year and Shazam hasn't competed yet, like this year. Um, so I think with that, they do have the upper hand. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I am going to be... I'm going to go a little different route with the singles match. I think... Uh, I think it's going to be pretty deja vu to what we saw with the Roka Irwin match. I think it's going to come down to overtime. And I think one of them is just going to get a question that they just do not know or that they think of before they are able to write it down. Uh, I've, I, I've got Irwin taking this, the singles. Interesting. Love. Oh, he's getting that. He's getting the belt back from Dan. Interesting. Yeah, he's just he's just gonna be like, "This is mine now." Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for it. I'm gonna take it back. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Brian, uh, I am taking final exam on this one. Like I said, it's they're just on a wave. It's like anyone in their way seems to just get swept to the side. Um, I think it will be much closer than, which is crazy to think much closer i'd be curious if this went into overtime that would be kind of cool it's to gonna. see yeah. uh, again I'm calling it now it's yeah gonna. so um but i for the singles i'm gonna ride ethan Irwin's train all the way to the station and take that belt because um uh just <laughs> the way he was just so comfortable and relaxed and just seemed like he was just like Prepared it's kind for of scary how comfortable he was. Like it's like yeah. you're a little too comfortable. <laughs> and I mean, I was gonna mute myself on this, but I I know Roka said that he rattled him after that challenge. I really don't think he did. I I it to me it's really hard to imagine. I think I think it made him play better. 
Yeah, if anything, it pissed him off and made him answer even more specific, but it was still right at the end. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, go ahead. It's funny you say that because it reminds me exactly of what happened in New York when, you know, the Bibiani challenge and it just pissed Merle off and Merle ran the table the rest of that game. Exactly. That's, yeah. that's kind of very similar, I think, what happened at the end of the day with the last match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, as someone said, I'm riding uh, the underdogs and I mm-hmm. am too. I'm going final exam and Erwin uh, uh, for that belt. If yeah, 2020 has a has a consistent thing right now, it's yeah, it's, it's 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 weird. And and Bibbs is my he's my favorite player to watch. I I think everything he does is just brilliant. Um, from a team standpoint, a single standpoint, whatever it may be, uh, I just love watching him play. Um, the question becomes, uh, Brendan Meyer for me. I don't think Bibbs is going to have an issue. It's going to because of the online factor. I think Brendan really thrives having Bibbs next to him. And how much is that going to play into it being online? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, uh, for the time being, for that reason, and because, well, for two reasons, that and for final exam playing last two weeks, I'll take final exam with a slight edge, but I could easily see it go the other way if they're able to feed off each other through this virtual setting. And then for the singles match, I, I don't see Moral losing. I really don't. Um, I, I think you know, Abby had said he's got this fire again after everything's going on, and. Merle that way is just really horrifying. He's a horrifying yeah. player when that happens. So yeah. um, I'm going to go uh, final exam and Dan Merle. So I'm so shocked with you. You, you this year keep it for, I swear to God, all I've ever heard from him. Founding fathers are amazing. Now he's picking corruption. Shazam was one of your favorites. <laughs> Weren't you like a, like a, like a quirky Mercs ride or die. And now like, yeah. so I, I picked the quirky Mercs, but you know, as, as, as matches happen, things change. Things change, you know? Uh, it's like the IG tournament. Oh, yeah. here we go. Here we go. There's no bandwagon. There's no bandwagon. Bandwagon. There's no bandwagon. Um, I, I, you know, I, I pick off how matches are going. That's just how it happens. Bandwagon. Cool. Oh, okay. Okay. Goodness. Here we go. Here we go. Um, all right. Well, I just want to say uh, before we do the guy to here, uh, it was quite exciting and, and honestly an honor to have Abby and PJ on tonight. Uh, I had said it uh, talking to the writers of the Schmodown, just two of them, two of the many who have had in this uh, was really cool and getting an insight into everything. I know that everybody in the chat as well really enjoyed it, asking questions, stuff like that. Everybody who sent in Streamlabs, thank you so much for that. Really, really appreciate it. Um, but truly it was, it was really cool to have you guys on and talk show down. And so, uh, and hopefully we have you guys back in the future yes, too. Please. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, awesome. as long as you stop bandwagon jumping. Oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, need even, consistency even, from our hosts. Even Tim, even Tim, Tim allow it. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, then Tim says you just made the list and isn't Kevin Smith in the quirky Merc. So now he's quoting Jericho and that's very confusing. No, <laughs> no, I'm just no, confused. confirmed. Yeah, I, but no, and thank you guys for having us. It um, means a lot to me, and I know it probably means a lot to Abby, too. Like, it's nice to actually get our voices out there because I think people think we're supposed to be computers and we're human. I and- was literally going to say, <laughs> I want to just let people know that you guys and your and the other team you have, you are people. So when it's like, oh, the question writers, it's like they're you're talking to people like if you're not going to, like, are you going to say this to their faces? Like, like, can we, I just hate that for a lot of fans and competitors included, their first go-to is the question, the question writers, 
this was off and it's like no you just didn't know the answer stop scapegoating the question writers and so I want to have more of these shows and I would love to have you guys back on so we can keep reminding people that you are effing people. Yes, I, so. I would love to. <laughs> I know we now have they now have to postpone oh. a night because yes. they spend <laughs> time with us. Yeah. There's a match that just got postponed somewhere because they're like, oh, question writers are here. Can't match yeah. postponed. <laughs> Anytime. Uh, I, I would love to be back anytime. Yes, please, please. Because, like I said, I want to. Can we just make it anytime someone brings up that dumbass argument? We can just be like, hey, question writers are coming on. 100%. <laughs> We're yeah, going to bring 100%. them on. We're going to talk they, about they, it. <laughs> they, they can pop in at any point in time. I mean, we've had people ask for the link randomly before, too. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> at John Roca. <laughs> at John Roca. <laughs> at John Roca. <laughs> like, before it didn't seem like the writers necessarily had an outlet and a voice. And that was something I wanted to change this season. I wanted to people to make sure that like, we do hear what you guys are saying, but also like, be cool. Like if you actually yeah. want to be constructive, it's totally cool to be constructive. Like we can only get better with constructive criticism telling us to get better because you're upset about a Maria Hill question is yeah. not necessarily how to do it. Or so you know, it, that stuff happens. Or That's that the, the Death Star we'll isn't a villain problems. or whatever that BS oh, nonsense uh, was. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh. There's there's a lot of things that can always happen. And look, th there's there's going to be mistakes. We're trying to make sure that it doesn't happen. But just remember, like, we are human. And that's yep. one of those things. Like, just be cool. If you want to talk to us or you have comments or concerns, you know, you can voice them. Just be fucking cool about it. That's all right. I ask. Ask right. clarifying questions, not demands. Yeah. 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 Twenty Schmodown twenty twenty hashtag don't be a dick. Uh, or just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Life twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, Bill and Ted has a third film coming out in two weeks. How about we just live by their original motto, which is you know, be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. It's yeah, not yeah. <laughs> great Perfect. final words there. Uh, before we do get out of here, uh, we'll give a chance to everybody to let everybody know where we can find everyone online. Abby, where can uh, everyone check you out? Uh, Y'all can find me at Abigail Friel on all social media. And tomorrow I am on Machine Mondays. Yes, Ooh. check out Machine Mondays. Usual suspect Janine the Machine. And we are breaking down the singles tournament. So nice. Sure Yay, Janine. Sorry about my pick for Dan. <laughs> uh, PJ talking guy Tim Franco. I'm pre-challenging for a future match. <laughs> oh god. Get out of here, Tim. Get out of here, Tim. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at PJ underscore Campbell. Uh, you can find me over on my YouTube channel, the PJ Campbell Network. We do watch alongs and all sorts of stuff like that. So yes. come hang out. Um, we're gonna be doing a Bill and Ted triple feature at the end of the month. So Ooh. oh um, love it. Be a party. Love it. Be a party. So come hang out. And you know, if you're not already, become a Patreon of uh, the Showdown. It's it's real important. It helps us keep the show going because you know, without you guys doing that, we couldn't keep it running. So just head to the Patreon. The ten dollars subscription right now pretty much pays for all your pay per view events plus so much more. So go if check it out. If you didn't become a ten dollar patron this month, like now is the perfect time to become yeah. a ten dollar patron. 100%. Yeah, <laughs> we're trying to get Abby and PJ paid a little more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. goes directly like into I their pockets. Right. <laughs> Brian, yeah, I like where your head's at. <laughs> uh, Molly? Uh, I am on Twitter at Molly Damon, uh, Instagram at Molly Mander, and then me and Alex are on YouTube at Star Wars Explained. Jill? I am on Instagram and Twitter, Jilly Marie, two Y's, two E's. Uh, 
subtweeting and spilling tea and talking schmodown. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Brian. Uh, at B of Alcino on Twitter and Instagram. And Abby, you didn't plug your tw- uh, Twitch. Come on. Yeah. Oh, my your Twitch. Your oh, I, my Girl. Twitch is Absters21. I apologize. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Brian. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at, at Twitter, Instagram, uh, at Qui Gon Jake, two N's because someone else took it before me. Ooh. And then uh, Brian and I are also on another channel, Apocalypse Movies, on Tuesdays and Fridays if you want to check us out doing a really cool show with fantasy drafts and watch alongs and stuff like that. Um, so you can check us out there on that channel. And I also say something that we did on our Twitter earlier and thanks to Brian for this, but we are eight away from 300 guys. We are eight subscribers away from 300. Um, Make sure you guys are doing that. You guys can follow us on Twitter at Schmodown POV and uh, the main show every Sunday. But as with the singles tournament coming up, you're going to see a lot of us. So uh, (laughs) we will see you in the next couple of days with reactions and all that good stuff. But again, thank you to Abby and PJ for joining us. Thank you to everyone for watching and commenting along, and we will see you guys next time.